0: Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. I'm Chad Edgington, and I'm
1: Melissa Edgington.
0: It is uh, a chilly night in late April. You don't get to say that much in Texas. No,
1: you don't.
0: But here we are, and uh, Melissa's got on her comfy pants. <laughs>
1: You're not supposed to reveal that.
0: She's wearing her comfy pants and she's got her robe on. That's a
1: good thing about, you know, this not being a video is that people don't know that I'm sitting here in my PJs.
0: But if I've got to suffer through those comfy pants, I want everybody else to (laughs) suffer too.
1: You have a real issue with my comfy pants.
0: I don't believe, I don't, I don't know. I do have, I have a pair of comfy pants myself.
1: Yes, you do. So I
0: can't say I don't believe in comfy pants. I just think they should be a little more flattering.
1: <laughs> the pants I'm wearing right now are fluffy pink <clears throat> pants that are about two inches too short. Or and they, five. And they have <laughs> bulldog faces all over them.
0: Yeah. Bulldog face, high water. Yeah. Polyester pants.
1: Yeah.
0: And a, and you've got a polyester robe also.
1: It's, it's It's like wearing a blanket.
0: That's kind of a blanket. Hut material. Yeah. Fleecy. Kind of a fleece. Looking. My
1: problem is I'm cold all the time. Okay. So I like to put on fuzzy pants.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> and I've just never liked them.
1: You never have.
0: I never have. So I, I'm, 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 I don't, you know, I don't like changing clothes at night. I don't, I don't like changing clothes until I go to bed.
1: I know. It's really weird. Yeah,
0: That's kind of how I roll.
1: I mean, when I walk in the house, the first thing I do is take off my shoes
0: Mhm.
1: And then if I know I don't have to go anywhere for at least like 2 hours, yeah. Then I put on comfortable clothes. Really? Most oh. of the time.
0: Wow. Why why all the trouble?
1: Because I'm cold.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. So huh. it's either
1: sit around in the house with my coat on. Well, will
0: put a coat on. That would be to me that would be easier. Because then you don't have to get dressed again. No,
1: because it's not comfortable because you're just tensed up because you're cold. Yeah, but
0: life's not about comfort.
1: So I like to come in and put on nice warm clothes where I'm warm for a short time when I'm in my own home because everywhere else out in the world, I'm cold.
0: Right. Well, I don't know. I just thought I wanted to point that out. You had on the comfy pants and... I'm not a fan. Not a fan of comfy. Everybody what it, knows it. Here, I don't like comfy pants. Here is
1: what's happening: is you are about to cost yourself some money because I see all the time cute little you know pants that people wear uh-huh. that I could order on the well, internet. Well, if you
0: see some for a couple dollars, two fifty or five dollars <laughs> even.
1: Yeah, they're like twenty five dollars. Mm,
0: yeah, you know? I like stuff that costs less than that.
1: Like my bulldog pants, which I got for four dollars for free.
0: (laughs) Four dollars. You paid that much at a garage sale for those?
1: These aren't from a garage sale. Oh,
0: really? I could never. I mean, I never would. So you actually went to a store and bought those?
1: Yeah.
0: Like there was other choices. (laughs) Because I thought that's like, well, you know, when you go to a garage sale, and that's what you, you know, that's the one pair of comfy pants they had, so you had to buy them
1: shopping on that 80% off rack is like shopping at a garage sale. Well, that's, that's how I shop. That's
0: how I roll too, actually.
1: <laughs> you buy what's there.
0: Yeah, people are like, where did you get those red Converse? I'm like, oh, really? Uh, the way that works is whenever you shop the the clearance at Ross – you know they're they're getting the stuff nobody else wanted to buy, right? And then everybody buys everything else. But
1: red is great. I mean, usually it's like neon orange, yeah, or
0: some weird. I've got those weird black and red ones, yeah, yeah. or something crazy, yeah. neon green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, red was pretty. It's pretty cool.
1: I remember when we used to go and buy ourselves Converse for nineteen dollars. a pair. They were
0: nineteen bucks, those and nobody nobody was wearing them. Now they're forty
1: 40 bucks.
0: Blue and blue Cons,
1: and they're not comfortable.
0: They are not comfortable. But they're cool.
1: Yeah, they look cute.
0: But they're probably not even cool anymore. It's just like, look at those Generation X guys still trying to wear cool shoes and they don't even know what's cool.
1: You're probably right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they're like, don't they know about Toms? <laughs> I don't don't think, they know about Crocs? I
1: don't think Toms are cool anymore. Crocs what, were never cool.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I never understood Crocs. No. Like Crocs to me look like something they made out of recycled bottles. You know, it's like, oh, here, wear this recycled bottle on your foot. It did not look comfortable. Yeah. And then Toms, I don't know. I never got Toms. They looked cheap. Like, Toms looked like shoes that would fall apart. Yeah. I hope, no, I hope nobody that works for them is listening. Because I thought they had a great program of giving shoes away.
1: There's a lot of people that wear Toms that are listening. Yeah, well. And you're insulting them.
0: Well, if they only knew how out of style Toms were. <laughs> what is the shoe? Oh, Chacos. What do people want to wear now? I don't what is know. the not I don't is, know what's cool. I don't know what the cool shoe is. It's probably something weird like Adidas. No things. Adidas
1: made a big comeback. Keep,
0: keep things cycle back. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. So, uh, what was I going to say about that? I had some kind of an idea. I do not remember. So where, where where were we going with that?
1: You just brought up what I was wearing as soon as this podcast started. That's how all <laughs> that. <laughs> that's how all that got going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're well, Chad big.
1: is sitting here in his button-up shirt with his shoes on his feet. It's ten eighteen. When Chad was a lawyer, he would come in from work late, always late. Mm-hmm. And you know it would be like nine, ten o'clock. He comes home. He sits on the couch to lounge. Yeah, or fall in asleep. In his suit with, with suit his tie on, on. and yeah, my jacket on. And his dress shoes on. And he would wear that until he went to bed at midnight or 1 or whatever
0: oh, it was. yeah. You know, that that kind of leads me to an incident that happened today where somebody found one of my ties. Why don't you tell them about tell Tell the listeners about the tie.
1: <laughs> okay. So to begin this story, I have to um, tell y'all that Chad is a hoarder of ties.
0: I've got some ties. I've got mm-hmm. fat ties, I've got skinny ties. He has
1: an outrageous collection mostly, of ties.
0: Mostly mostly diagonal striped ties is what we realized. Yes. Lots of ties.
1: You you buy basically the same tie over and over again in slightly different colors. Mm-hmm.
0: But I've been but I've I've really made myself not do that lately because of your constant criticism. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So he bought a tie for Easter. Nagging. And he um, me. really wanted this tie because he always really wants a tie. And
0: I spent a lot more money on them than I usually do.
1: Y'all, he spent nine ninety nine
0: and normally no coach on Gu- the tie. Coach Gunnar Rodriguez and I have a tie policy that we normally don't spend more than seven ninety nine on a tie. Neither one of us. It's like why would you spend more on a tie? When you can go to TJ Maxx or Ross and get you a tie or Burlington Coat Factory and get you a tie for 5 or $6. Why would you spend more? But I saw this tie at Burlington Coat Factory and it was $10. And I thought, you know what? It's Easter. I'm going to buy that $10 tie. <laughs> you know, because I'm, because I'm the preacher and I'm going to be on the platform and I'm going to be talking and I want to have a nice tie that morning. It means a lot to me because Easter's coming up. And that really is, for a preacher, <laughs> the biggest day of the year. So, you know, I'm going to get a special tie and spend a good 2 or $3 more than I normally would spend on a tie.
1: I feel like you're in a bad mood. And then what? Ha- what is wrong with you? And then
0: what happened? What happened to that tie? It disappeared.
1: Are you really that bitter the about tie, your tie?
0: The tie, it vanished. It was bad. What happened to the tie? How does the tie vanish? I don't know. <laughs> Are you telling me that it just went away? Yes, it was. We didn't know what was happening. You have got to be kidding me! That's what I thought. I thought, what is happening here? I cannot believe this story I'm hearing. I know it, you should have been there, because I was. Um, you know, I I was looking all over the house for it. I was doing. Uh, I I I, I, uh, I went to the wrong voice. <laughs> listen, listen! Remember who you are, low voice man. I'm sorry. I was going to say, were you doing that thing where you sort of passively, aggressively look all over the house for things that are lost that you know you can't find? Yes, I was doing that. I was confident that it had been thrown away. And I thought, if I search for this intently, it'll make the point. Stop throwing away your stuff. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) You poor, miserable fool. I know, I know, I know. Don't remind me.
1: Oh. The way, the way Chad and everyone in this house looks for things is they wander around <laughs> in rooms with lights turned off.
0: <laughs> it's saying they can't find anything. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see a thing out there.
1: So anyway, after he was thoroughly convinced that I had thrown the tie in the trash I thought, then, And I'll,
0: I'll be honest. I thought maybe I had thrown it away, too. Cleaning out a car. Uh, or something like that. Yeah, right. No, I really did. I was hon- I was owning it. I was Today
1: owning it. I um the kid Chad took the kids to dance and I stayed home so that I could clean up our house because it was getting a little out of control. And I found the tie in Sawyer and Adelaide's room where I had to put it.
0: Twenty five days later. <laughs> Twenty five days later. She found the tie. <laughs> the tie. She found the tie.
1: The the good thing is that
0: <laughs>
1: the good thing is that you didn't think you were gonna have a new tie to wear this Sunday and now you now are. I got a new
0: tie. For probably, you know, if if last Sunday's any indication
1: And by the way, guys, the tie is a little bit nondescript. (laughs) What?
0: I thought it was pretty. It's, it's, it's. I don't remember what it looks like. It's a
1: little bit forgettable. Isn't
0: it kind of a yellowy, bluey, flowery tie? Yes. It's really beautiful.
1: You don't even remember.
0: I kind of have a vague memory. I remember the colors.
1: It's, it's not, you know, that special.
0: Yeah, because special ties have diagonal stripes. And you've said no more of those.
1: You have that tie in every color.
0: <laughs> and it's weird. Tie, ties are weird because you know the the the, the uh, there's not much about a tie that can change except it's I mean as far as the way it's cut except the width of it. Yeah. You know, it's got to be it's got to come just up up of kind of above your belt. That's kind of where you want it. And if you know, if you Donald Trump it and have it down there, you know, by your knees, that doesn't look good. Yeah. Or if you kind of do like the the fat guy at church, <laughs> you know, like he's got the tie.
1: The short tie.
0: <laughs> the short tie. I don't know. It's like always, the only guys that ever do that are like guys that have huge bellies. I don't know why. I think
1: that's why the tie hangs like
0: that. <laughs> and they'll wear a tie. It's like, where did you get? Is that a, is that a clip-on tie from your boy's closet? Like, I, where did you get that little tie? <laughs> I have, I have
1: least recently learned how to tie a tie. Yeah. And it's really easy. Why do people think it's so hard?
0: I don't know. I mean, I've never thought tying a tie was hard. You just basically like tying, st- <laughs> making a knot.
1: Right? Yeah, it's really not it's hard. It's pretty
0: easy to tie a tie. You know, I was tying ties in junior high. That's a uh, that's something. That, that, let's say if you're listening here and you have a son or a husband, <laughs> teach him how to tie a tie. Don't be the dude that don't. You don't want your son to be the dude. That has like the tie that's tied permanently, and he just like carefully takes it over his head so he never has to undo the knot.
1: Or the or the kid who shows up with just his tie flung around his neck and he's waiting for somebody to tie it for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't happen now, you see, because kids have YouTube. Yeah,
0: that's true, but but I bet the school counselor still ties a, a fair amount of ties, you know, for senior picture day.
1: Probably so. I
0: don't know if that's true, pr- totally true or not, but I think I would guess they would. Yeah, you know, just learn how to tie a tie. Yeah, there's tons of, you can learn how to tie any kind of tie. Bow ties, Windsor knots, single Windsors, half Windsors, whatever. I think I do a half Windsor. I don't oh, know. I didn't I don't know there remember. were different types. Yeah, all different kinds of ways to tie it. Hmm. You know, but you've got to find what works for you. How to get the dimple. You know, the little dimple yeah. there. Remember how David Allen Sprott always had the perfect tie dimple? Yeah. Yeah, he was good at that. guy He's, went to law school he's with. pretty detail-oriented. Yeah, and he works with wood. He's a he's a carpenter, so he is, and he's a lawyer. Yeah, he does it all,
1: and and he he makes his kids' birthday cakes.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Did you know I, that? No, gotta <laughs> yeah, make everybody look bad. Anyway, so um,
1: so an interesting thing happened today. I haven't even had a chance to tell you about this. Wait
0: a minute. I, but are you? Do you feel like we're done talking about that tie?
1: <laughs> I feel like we're done.
0: I was gonna try to say like you know ties the reason i have so many i just wanted to say because i was convic- i was accused not convicted but accused okay of being a tie hoarder is that you got to hang on to those things because that I've got a whole bunch of fat ones now, and the kids like, "Why don't you wear this one? Why don't you wear this tie?" I was like, "Well, you know, because it's too fat right now."
1: Okay, but but do it's gonna you, get listen, skinny. Do you have to hang on to five dollar ties, or can you just ten years from now, when those fat ties come back in, just buy more five dollar ties because you're gonna do that anyway?
0: I don't know. You can, you, you you're making a lot of sense, <laughs> but I'm breaking that word curse because I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I reject that. I reject that notion that one of these days I'm not going to wear my big, fat, black, and white striped Donald Trump tie, you know? Yeah. I think I do have a Donald Trump tie. I think that's my only one.
1: You mean the brand Donald Trump? It's a
0: Donald Trump brand tie, yeah. Interesting. From way, from a long time ago. Like, that tie might be, I want to say that tie is... About fifteen years old, maybe fourteen. That's crazy, right?
1: I'm not surprised.
0: Yeah, and you know the other gross thing about ties is that they—I think they never get washed.
1: How many ties do you own? Do you think?
0: Sorry, I counted it up once. It was like two hundred
1: and Nuh-uh. no, no way. Was a lot.
0: <laughs> it was a lot.
1: Chad, you have a problem.
0: <laughs> I just like ties. What
1: would you say if a woman said she had two hundred pairs of shoes? I'd
0: say she's the emperor of the Philippines' wife. No, so so I don't know. But anyway, yeah, now I feel better just you know, lay off the ties and uh you know, give a man a little bit of joy every now and then changing up his wardrobe.
1: Yeah, and yeah. then there's also the socks.
0: I have a lot of socks. I like socks too. But I like see that's the thing, I like ties and socks, they're cheap. A pair of socks costs three ninety
1: nine.
0: Yeah. A tie costs seven ninety nine. Unless you lose it and then it's a ten dollar tie. <laughs> So, tell me about what happened today that you haven't told me,
1: okay, so today I got an email Why would
0: anybody listen to this all the way into sixteen minutes?
1: I have no it's idea terrible, yeah,
0: this is not content. It's <laughs> like, let's see how can we get build your, build your platform, make you a bigger I, blogger
1: I, no, no no we i I have decided that we are the Seinfeld of the podcasting world <laughs> it's let a yeah, we talk it's about a podcast nothing. about nothing, yeah.
0: I, Um, Uh
1: No, sometimes we talk about things that are real. I have something real I want to talk about.
0: Okay, good.
1: Um, But today I got an email from one of our listeners, our podcast listeners. Okay. And he was kind of binge listening to our Mm podcast. And there was a podcast where you talked about how much you love popcorn.
0: (laughs) I do love popcorn.
1: (laughs) And... He and his wife decided they wanted to send us this cool little thing where you pop your own hot fresh popcorn in the microwave. It's this little dill where you put popcorn kernels in there and butter. And the butter and you and it makes your popcorn.
0: I've seen that on YouTube or Facebook or something. A Isn't video it cool? of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They they it's already on its way to us.
0: Oh man. What is this man's name?
1: It's um hold on, I know that it's Dude. Phil Phil.
0: What do you have it like on your Should phone I or say something? Say his last name. Oh no! Don't say his last name. His Actually, name. Actually, don't even say his real Phil. name. Okay, I Me and Bill. But thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill Phil. We really know who you are. We don't. We just don't want you in trouble for listening to this because you could probably get shamed really bad. You listen to what? I tried to listen to five minutes of that and they, they didn't talk about anything. It's crazy. That's a Christian blog. That's a Christian blog podcast. Those those people need to get saved. That's what they're gonna say. You think? No, I'm sure they know we're Christian. Yeah,
1: because they'll say, do you know how many um, starving children in China he could have bought food for, for all the money he spent on those 200 ties in his closet? That's,
0: but you know, they've been picked up over years. They're, I've had them for a long time. Yeah. I've got some from high school.
1: 200 times seven. Can you do that math?
0: What do you mean times Seven.
1: Or you're saying you spend about $7 per tie.
0: No, I'm saying and a lot of those ties were given to me, garage sale, Goodwill. I just get them. I just find them. When I see one I like, I'll I'll even just take it out of your closet without you knowing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't let Chad near your closet. Yeah,
0: I'll find your nice ties. All right, so... um, yeah, but sure. I mean, if, if if we need to sell some of those ties off and uh, feed people, I'm all about it. <laughs> um, well, thank you, Phil. Uh, I do love popcorn. I, I've eaten a lot this week. We have a popcorn popper in our office at church, and uh, I cooked up two giant batches of it and ate it all. <laughs> I don't think anybody else even had any.
1: Oh, my goodness. I
0: left it in there with the bags and...
1: You just ate all of that. It's the bags. way too
0: much salt for me. I've got to stop that. And then I also ate a double quarter pounder with cheese, bacon, jalapenos, and all the way with mustard and mayonnaise. This week it was fantastic.
1: Yeah, you cannot stop talking about that hamburger. It was a great hamburger.
0: Yeah. And I don't know, you know, I I believe it's a hamburger place. Probably it's as it was as good. That was as good a hamburger as I've ever had. And he makes good burgers. You know and I've had a lot of good burgers in my life we We like eating hamburgers, and we've stopped at certain places on the road to get them yeah, yeah. and we I think I know what a good hamburger tastes like. Uh, I had a kangaroo hamburger at the together for the gospel that was good. yeah at Melissa had alpaca hamburger, but this was just a regular beef hamburger. It was fresh beef It tasted like five guys, but it was better it because it felt like he had made it with a little more love because I think he wanted me to enjoy my burger.
1: Yeah, I always get that feeling when he makes burgers, right, this guy like here in our town. Yeah. He really wants you to,
0: he wants you to love enjoy
1: it. his burger. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was awesome. I ate it on the front porch. Isn't,
1: isn't that what grandmas always say, that a little bit of love a makes a difference? Maybe
0: that's what makes a difference. Yeah. And so if people say, well, I, I went down there and, uh, you know, I, t- I didn't think it was the greatest hamburger I'd ever had in my life. I'd be like, well, you know, some people he loves. And some people, he just doesn't care. <laughs> and I guess you know who you are now. <laughs> oh, your hamburger was a little bit sloppy? It was, was it made with love? Oh, man, I'm so sorry. You need to go with me next time, and I'll get you a hamburger made with love. So at any rate, so that's, that's wonderful. I uh, wanted to ask you something. You, we, I had to go to dance class tonight. I took the kids over to dance. I mean, I didn't go to dance myself. I'm a good dancer, but I'm more of hip hop. (laughs) (laughs) I saw one of the kids at our church, uh, Marley. She's she was coming to. They were having extra hip hop class to get ready for the recital,
1: Mm.
0: and Marley is pretty good. And I kept saying, Marley, are you hip hop? She's like, No, I dance hip hop. I was like, No, but hip hop's a way of life. And she's like, She looked at her mom. She's like, What is he talking about? But I, you know, I I have more of the hip hop attitude, not necessarily the hip hop moves. Right. You know, it's remember that video, that yes. viral video. That's hip hop. You walk like this, and you do. You have to. You post a link to that. That's that's okay. I that's will. worth watching. But anyway, I'm I uh I went over there to dance, and I got a very interesting text message from you while I was there. Um, said you saw an article or something about women naming their biggest sins. Yeah. Yeah. What were they?
1: So there was an article going around today about how they had polled women. And I don't know where this was that they did it, but they asked women to name their biggest sins. And the top two sins that women named were disorganization and inefficiency.
0: Disorganization and inefficiency. And I texted you back and said, are those even sins? (laughs) <laughs> like those are so- like if that was my biggest sins, I would be so sanctified if I was a little bit you know I mean I'm a lot inefficient now, if I' just inefficient and unorganized, I would think, man, if that's your biggest problem, I know, yeah,
1: I just felt like it was really um uh, a shame because I think it demonstrates to us that we have no sense of how sinful that we really are or how holy God is. Right. That we would name those as our biggest problems, our biggest sin problems. We're just ignoring all of the things that are actually killing us. Yeah. You
0: know? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. It's, just, it's, either, it's either denial uh, or just a, I don't know what that would be. That if you ask someone to tell you what their biggest sins are, and they really give you two things that aren't sins, yeah, that's like, are you? What are you? Perfect? Yeah, it's crazy. I know. Ooh, man, I'm selfish. I'm idolatrous. I'm lustful. I'm um, j- jealous. Covetous. Um, dishonest. Um, you're, angry. You're a
1: tie hoarder.
0: I'm a hoarder. <laughs> I'm, you know. I'm not trusting that the tie will be there the next time I need one, so I keep a bunch of them. I'm, I'm displaying a lack of trust even in that sense. <laughs> if I if there's a sin, I'm the king of it. That's true. And I think we all kind of know that we are that. But yeah. if someone puts a microphone or a survey in your face and says, what are your biggest sins? How many How many people want to say, Oh, well, actually, uh, my biggest sin is, you know, um, I'm constantly worried that this or this or this is going to happen. I I don't like this person or I don't like this person or, you know, I have these thoughts. People just, you know, it's just easier to say, well, you know, I just think I'm really disorganized. Well,
1: I think that disorganization and inefficiency, naming those as weaknesses, is a lot more about how you feel other people perceive you.
0: And being worried about oh well yeah, that's that's a that's a good point. Like if someone was gonna say what you're doing wrong, you know I've got well, you know, hey, I've I've hidden all my faults to the point where the only faults that show are that I'm inefficient and disorganized. Yeah,
1: it's like in a job interview if they say, No, what would you say is your biggest weakness, you're not gonna say what it really is. Yeah,
0: you're not yeah. like well <laughs> I'll just be honest with you, boss. <laughs> <laughs> my biggest my biggest weakness is whenever I've got a job I hate it. I'm just basically here for the money. But what
1: people say things like, well, actually, um, I just think my biggest weakness is that I'm just too high of an achiever. (laughs) (laughs) I work a little too hard. You know, I
0: would say it's being a workaholic, (laughs) you know, and just not making time for anything other than the tasks that I'm given by my boss. (laughs) And so I almost dread coming in her. (laughs) And getting this job because for one thing, there are a lot of other jobs that want me right now. And I know that. That I could basically apply and pretty much be anything I want. And so yes, I'm coming here to work at your call center and I realize that I'm gonna be um dealing with customer service issues and that is like one of what's well, basically been one of my goals ever since high school. But I realized that doing that, I'm also turning down a lot of jobs and basically pretty much giving up a chance to be an astronaut going to Mars. And that's also something I've wanted to do and I'm very capable of. Um, I know a lot about astronauts and really think I could probably do a really good job, probably better than most people. So probably my one of my biggest problems is just chasing dreams and uh, shooting for the moon. and
1: uh, Literally.
0: Or reaching for the stars. Yeah. well, Or shooting for uh, planets, other planets. So... You know a, another one of my biggest faults is that I'm awesome and people get really jealous of me. But that's how people that's yeah. that's probably how people see themselves. Yeah. But I, like what would the really the totally honest guy that goes in a job interview like um what's what's your biggest fault? Like, I've got no confidence and I'm really scared right now that you think I'm way more capable than I actually am. And I I look at my resume and I'm like I cannot believe all this stuff is on here. It's a it's it's pure luck that I'm right here in front of you because I should have failed a lot of those classes. I don't even know what we studied in those classes. I don't remember anything about them. Yeah. That's how, honestly. Yeah. So we, I think we just. Nobody
1: says, actually, my biggest weakness is I'm a little bit lazy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not good. So what else has been going on in the world of uh, blog world? If you had any.
1: Well, I. T- what have you written lately? Tonight I posted on the blog Facebook page about this little pair of earrings that you bought me this week.
0: <laughs> no. And. How incredibly thoughtful. <laughs> so I bought Ty Loser some earrings and I made it home with them. <laughs> and they didn't wind up in the kids' closets.
1: Uh, amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I got those right off the, the dollar rack or the clearance rack at Walmart.
1: So, what I was what I posted about was that you know here's a, this pair of dollar earrings that you bought me, but you know, I mean it's a pair of dollar earrings, you know. It wasn't like you schemed and saved or something to get the dollar earrings, and that is the point of what I was trying to say is that it's not the big things that we're going to remember at the end of our lives. Mm. It's not the big gestures. It's not, you know, all of the things that I remember that mean the most to me about our relationship are the little things, you know. And the fact that you picked up those earrings, you know, because you saw them and you knew I would like them. To me, it's just, it's so thoughtful, you know. And I just think that we put way too much emphasis on major events and things. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And, you know, I've said it. Lots of times on my blog, I think what matters most is how you love in the small things, not Mm. the big things. Because you can do three grand gestures a year, but if you aren't loving in small ways throughout this life, then your wife is going, or your husband, they're going to lose their faith in the love that you have, Mm. you know? Yeah, it's the little things that that prove over and over again. Hey, we're still in this together. We're still a team. We're still, we're still doing okay. You know.
0: Yeah, and there's just like kind of an idea there. It's like, hey, that's a pair of earrings for just one dollar. You should buy that. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought you'd like them. They looked kind of. Um, I shouldn't say this. They look kind of like fair trade earrings.
1: Yeah, we shouldn't say. Shouldn't that. say
0: that. Yeah, they didn't look. They, I don't know what that looks. like. They don't like. look
1: nearly as nice as fair yeah. trade stuff. But it's a, it, they're on trend.
0: They're know? on trend. They're yeah, on. They're, they're on, on trend. Point. Yeah. But I, I know, I know now from fair trade people do not buy stuff that looks like fair trade.
1: Exactly. Because
0: that is not fair.
1: Except we did.
0: <laughs> well, kind of. I mean, you know. I don't. But somebody made those earrings. Yeah. Maybe it was a computer. I don't know who made them. <laughs> It's probably a robot somewhere, in Indonesia.
1: The point is that I just think that we we have to remember that it's the little things that mean the most. And and I have really, I haven't even taken those earrings off of the little card because I love the fact that they were a dollar. Mm. I love that yellow dollar sticker on there. Me too. And then, I don't know, I thought, and then I found the receipt for the earrings, and they were the only thing on the receipt.
0: Yes. (laughs) So, uh, so I had them in my hand. Did you
1: steal them?
0: No, I had them in my hand. (laughs) And,
1: I thought maybe you accidentally stole them and then had to go. Well, I did.
0: I did. (laughs) But I recognized that I had not checked. I had not, you know, I was was grabbing, I don't, I guess I grabbed the bag of stuff I was buying. And then when I went to grab the receipt, I realized I had them in my hand. Oh, okay. And I'd done that all with them in my hand. And so I thought, well, I've got now got to do its own transaction. (laughs) I was not even, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I was not even tempted to steal them. Because I was like, "It's a dollar. I've got, I've got a dollar in my pocket." Yeah, yeah, it's so cheap, and it's not worth it. There's cameras everywhere. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're gonna get you.
1: <laughs> I have accidentally stolen things before and had to go back in and pay for them. But isn't that weird how you you can get all the way to your car when that happens? I always think it's, it's so like, easy it's so to easy, steal. Things. Just
0: why people are stealing, and you know, Walmart. If you steal something for less than twenty five dollars, they don't even press charges anymore.
1: Don't tell people yeah, that. Yeah, well, it's
0: true. So no, I, don't I just go make, and steal things. Well, don't steal anything. It costs $26. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember I had a client one time that got, she stole, Remember, she, you probably remember this. Stole she stole a, a
1: pair of jeans. No,
0: she, well, this, I don't remember that one. I remember the one that stole a chicken leg from United Supermarket.
1: She stole one chicken leg? She
0: stole a chicken leg. But because she had so many priors, it was a state jail felony. Oh my God. I, I, don't, I don't remember how it, just, I don't remember the disposition. I think it was I think somehow we got that thing back down to a misdemeanor, but they were so mad at her because she'd stole things everywhere. She'd steal Sudoku books. Is that the way you say it Suduco it's like the math thing. Sudoku. Sudoku's.
1: I don't know how to say it. Yeah,
0: she would still crossword puzzle books. Just always lifted stuff. Finally, she stole a chicken leg, and that was like, that's it. Now you're stealing chicken. We've moved <laughs> from crossword puzzles to chicken.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah.
0: So, all right, that wasn't. Those are interesting conversations. So, uh, they said you took a chicken leg. <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, they got me." <laughs>
1: How do you? How, where? How do you even do that?
0: Steal a chicken leg? Yeah. I don't know. Just grab, grab, grab it and go. I don't know. I guess they had them sit. I don't know how she did it. Actually,
1: you know, when I worked at Dillard's, it, the craziest things. I mean, people were so bold in stealing things. Yeah. At Dillard's. Yeah. Just like stuffing jeans in these big bags that they had brought, you know, and just, walking and just walking out walking with them. Out with them. <laughs> it's
0: crazy. I don't know. It's better just when you realize you've stolen something, just pay for it. Yeah. Crime doesn't pay. No. But honesty makes you feel pretty good when you sleep at night. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: Anyway, thanks for the earrings, Chad. You're
0: welcome. It was my pleasure. Um, let's see, what do I want to talk about? Uh, I did want to read before we... uh, Do you have a... uh, Were you mentioning something else on the blog that you'd written? You mentioned the little earrings. Okay.
1: No, I don't really have anything else.
0: Okay. Uh, I was going to see if you wanted to read the story of John Patton leaving home. That could be like our way to end the podcast. Okay. Uh, I will let you read it. This is really moving to me. Uh, When we were at the t4g conference this was suggested to everyone to read the account of john Patton, uh, who went to be a missionary to the cannibals it's kind of like the um the gideon witch doctor stories right yeah like in everything you read from the 19th century is like oh he was going to, to the cannibals like everyone that was not white european was a cannibal i think they've probably changed their mind on that but um you know they're really and I, you know I always hear the witch doctor stories and then I went to Ecuador and I, <laughs> I like saw the witch doctors. It's like wow, yeah, they are legitimate. There's witch doctors everywhere. Uh, so this is about John Patton leaving home and uh, so you know we try to end the podcast uh, with with some kind of brief payoff if you've made it this far, right? There's a there's a there's kind of like a something edifying. <laughs>
1: Yeah, sometimes,
0: <laughs> and sometimes there is. I guess sometimes there's not. You could say, well, you know, I'm friends with Chad and Melissa, uh, and uh, they're uh, they're they're friends of mine, and I like to just listen to them talk about nothing. So, but here's something I think will really bless you.
1: So, this should I preface it with what this is actually about?
0: Sure. Yeah, it's about family worship.
1: So this is in the back of the family worship book um, by Joel Beakey that we had mentioned on the podcast a couple Mm -hmm. of podcasts ago.
0: It's one of them. When we were
1: talking about family worship, and um, he's telling this story sort of to encourage us fathers and mothers, but especially fathers in leading in family worship. So here's the story of John Patton leaving home. My dear father walked with me for the first six miles of the way. His counsels and tears and heavenly conversation on that parting journey are fresh in my heart as if it had been but yesterday, and tears are on my cheeks as freely now as then whenever memory steals me away to the scene. For the last half mile or so, we walked on together in almost unbroken silence. My father, as was often his custom, carrying hat in hand, His lips kept moving in silent prayers for me and his tears fell fast when our eyes met each other in looks for which all speech was in vain. We halted on reaching the appointed parting place. He grabbed my hand firmly for a minute in silence and then solemnly and affectionately said, God bless you, son. Your father's God prosper you and keep you from all evil. Unable to say more, his lips kept moving in silent prayer. In tears we embraced and parted. I ran off as fast as I could, and when about to turn a corner in the road where he would lose sight of me, I looked back and saw him still standing with head uncovered where I left him, gazing after me. Waving my hat in adieu, I was around the corner in an instant, but my heart was too full and sore to carry me further, so I darted into the side of the road and wept for a time. Then, rising up cautiously, I climbed the dyke to see if he yet stood where I had left him. And just at that moment, I caught a glimpse of him climbing the dike and looking out for me. He did not see me, and after he had gazed eagerly in my direction for a while, he got down, set his face towards home, and began to return, his head still uncovered and his heart, I felt sure, still rising in prayers for me. I watched through blinding tears till his form faded from my gaze and then hastening on my way, vowed deeply and oft by the help of God, to live and act so as never to grieve or dishonor such a father and mother as he had given me. The appearance of my father when we parted, Mm -hmm. his advice, prayers, and tears, the road, the dyke, the climbing up on it and then walking away head uncovered, have often, often, all through life risen vividly before my mind, and do so now while I am writing as if it had been but an hour ago. In my earlier years particularly when exposed to many temptations, his parting form rose before me as that of a guardian angel. It was no Pharisaism but deep gratitude which makes me here testify that the memory of that scene not only helped by God's grace to keep me pure from prevailing sins, but also stimulated me in all my studies that I might not fall short of his hopes, and in all my Christian duties that I might faithfully follow his shining example.
0: Mm. Every time I hear that, it makes me want to cry.
1: I knew that's why you couldn't read. I it. couldn't
0: read it. It makes me cry. But you know what? What we do as parents is important. I mean, what that guy did, uh, that guy's father. I mean, what a what a just. Slogged it out and was a good dad. Yeah. And taught his kids about the Lord. And, you know, his son was a missionary. We're reading about his dad in 2018. <clears throat> there's a lot of dads that did other stuff, got their kids into great schools, had a lot of money, had a lot of pull, had a lot of political power, whatever it is. But the things that stand out to us are things like that. Yeah. So be encouraged by that. And, uh, and, Make that. Make that commitment, that your kids are gonna know what's most important. Well, your kids are gonna know what's most important to you because they're watching you. But whenever someone asks your son or daughter, "Hey, what what do your parents do? What are your parents about? What's y'all's house like?" You know, they should say it's a Christian home, and they, that should be no surprise. You know, it should be no surprise to them that they live in a Christian home. Yeah. So, any thoughts? Parting words?
1: Well, I just think that's very mm-hmm. convicting, and I mean, I love that story. It's just, to me, the most precious thing about it is that that father, you know, had raised the son to want to go and spread the word of Christ to people who mm-hmm. hadn't heard it, and he was sending his son off knowing that he would likely I've never, never see him again. Him again. Yeah. So he was willing to sacrifice his son in that way for the cause of Christ. Mm. And may we all be willing to do the same.
0: Yeah. Amazing. All right. Well, that's our time. So have a great day.
1: All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.